Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Sample Hour. I'm your host, At True Sample. Um, today, I was joined by a very special few guests. Um, so, recently, I've been shifting the focus of the podcast to kind of talk about, like, really kind of shifting towards entrepreneurship. And, um, you know, so something for me, so I know you guys who listen regularly have heard me, you know, shout out sneakersavage.com or go to sneakersavage.com. Cause it's kind of like the unofficial sponsor of the podcast. So obviously I'm a part of sneakersavage.com. Um, and when the last sneaker show we went to was at, um, Cleveland got soul and Cleveland, it was at the, uh, quick and loans arena. And when we were kind of loading up, I saw these guys that I, that I know from when I was working the door at the nightclub. So, um, we come to, you know, come to find out that these guys are actually putting on their own sneaker show they're into multiple businesses, and I just never knew. I was always nice to these dudes. They always, you know, came and had fun and enjoyed themselves, brought a good crowd with them to the nightclub. So I always had a lot of respect for them, and I felt like they had a lot of respect for me. Um, so just through talking, you know, I was talking to them about the podcast, and I was like, hey, you know, I'd love to help you guys promote your event this weekend. Um, and they were, were, they were definitely uh, interested, so that was kind of cool. So I got uh, in... These guys are super busy, and they take some time out of, for, out of their very busy, busy schedule. I can't speak, apparently, guys. But uh, and they um, they they sat down with me for a good you know thirty minutes and and told me how they got started and everything else like that. And I had a lot of fun. So uh, my guest today, um, you can find them on Facebook. So the first person is Travis Walker. The second is Jonte Fresh Soulfly. Roddy, so that's actually three words. Fresh Soulfly is one. It's the middle. That's his middle name. And then uh, Rocky Space Global Boss Space Roddy. And then you can find him on Twitter as well at Sneaker Freaks Co. Um, as well. And then you can find him on the IG as well at Top Shelf Shop and at Sneaker Freaks Co. Um, and then they also have a Tumblr page, which is www freshsoulfly.tumblr.com. Now, if you guys just go and Google search Sneaker Freaks Columbus, um, you can actually find the website to um, purchase tickets for the event this weekend. But I highly encourage you, if you're in the Columbus area, to go to the event. So if you have any interest in business or entrepreneurship, I think going to a sneaker show and just kind of getting the experience, even if like you, you don't understand it or you're not necessarily into shoes, I think you should go and check it out now. If you are into shoes and you do and you do get it, you definitely want to be there if you're in Ohio. It's going to be a huge show. Um, there's going to be lots of vendors. Um, these guys have put in a ton of work. Um, there's a ton of people with different tables. So there's going to be show tables. There's going to be people selling sneakers um, and everything, man. I mean, it's going to be an awesome, awesome event. I'm excited. It's going to be from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m., this Sunday, the 14th of 2014, it's going to be at the Ohio Expo Center. Um, so go to, um, it's on Eventbrite, so eventbrite.com slash e slash sneaker dash freaks dash Columbus dash two dash tickets dash one one zero one four three two three one three seven. So anyways, guys, you got to get to this event, man. It's going to be a great time. Um like I said, even if you're not into sneakers, it's going to be awesome. And if you're into sneakers, it's going to be, I mean, this is this is an awesome, awesome event. I think it's going to be the biggest event in Ohio. Um, and if you and if if you're into sneakers and you don't go to it, you're you're going to be missing out. So 
Um, anyways, guys, uh, I just want to say a special thanks to my guests again for taking time out of their busy schedule. Um, so thanks again, Travis, Jonte, and Rocky, um, and uh, everybody else. Um, thank you so much for tuning into the show. The song that I'm going to intro into the show with today is going to be uh, a new. It's off of Hip Hop Tino's album, so he's been a guest on the Terrible Cast. So this is off his new album, and the song is called No Seeds. Me neither. I was working. All night, yeah. I don't even know what day it is. Yeah. Sleep's a luxury I can't afford, like being lazy or getting bored. Time is money, I can't waste a dime. If you snooze, you lose, I keep that in mind. Sleep's a luxury I can't afford, like being lazy or getting bored. Time is money, I can't waste a dime. If you snooze, you lose, I keep that in mind. I'll sleep when I'm dead, get yeah, that old cliche. I have to, ain't enough hours in a day. Fuck me to slumber, look at the numbers. 10,000 hours is the time that it takes. All right, everybody, welcome to a special episode of the Sample Hour. It's like a Columbus episode. We're at Lino's Cafe, and what's the address here? 2498 Summit Drive. See, I knew you Summit Avenue, Jonte. Shut up. So I got, I got, shout, out, shout out to Ferris Mustafa. Ferris Mustafa. So we got, um, so basically I met these gentlemen actually through working at the nightclub, and then we saw each other at, uh, saw each other at Cleveland Got Soul, and we were like, oh shit, um, yeah, I know you guys. And you're like, yeah, we know you. You guys do sneakers? And I was like, yeah, you guys do sneakers. And then you're like, we actually have a show. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And then uh, just through talking to Jonte, um, I found out you guys are quite the entrepreneurs around here. So I uh, wanted to sit down with you guys. So let's do a little name name off. You guys can introduce yourselves and how people can find you on social networking. Uh, I'm Travis Walker. Uh, my Instagram is twalk22. My name is Jonte Roddy. You can find me on Facebook. No IG or Twitter. Sorry. How can they? I mean, is it just Jonte Roddy? Or? Uh, it's Jonte Fresh Soul Fly Roddy. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's all right. This guy over here. It's all good. My name is Rocky Roddy. You can find me on Twitter at Rocky, the Global Boss 42, or on Facebook, Rocky Roddy. Cool, cool. So basically what I wanted to talk to you guys about is because like I I'm definitely have a passion for entrepreneurship. And um and I you know, and, I, and just based on conversations I'd had with Jonte before, just with the upcoming sneaker show, which is this Sunday at uh where's the location you guys want? It's uh the Ohio Expo Center. Which is Right off 71 near the fairgrounds. Uh, right yeah, off of 17. 17. And yeah. 71. In 71. You bust By the Cruise right. Stadium. By Cruise Stadium. Yes. And uh, where, where is, uh, how could people get tickets to get into the, to get into the event? They can, can get tickets me. either online at uh, sneakerfreaks2.eventbrite.com or you could text one of the three of us. All right. You know, or you can direct message us on Instagram at sneakerfreaksco. It's probably the better way to do it, right? Yeah. So you don't put your phone numbers out on blast through the internet. Uh, A couple of our phone numbers are already out there. (laughs) Out there. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, so take me back to the beginning. So, how did you guys decide that? um, Because I went to the same school as the Roddy brothers here, Mm -hmm. and uh, 
like in college. And like, so how did you guys decide, like what, what made you guys decide entrepreneurship? Like what made you guys, what were the motivators? Like, did it just kind of happen where you're like, I don't want to work for anybody else or, you know, kind of take me through the story. Like where did it all begin? A while ago. A while ago. <laughs> it's been years. So, uh, we started out with a, a shoe store dream. And that's, yeah. uh, it wasn't really about not working for anybody else, I don't think. It was just doing what we enjoyed and doing what we knew how to make money off of and, and use the connections that we had. Yeah. And still have. Yeah. But that's still, still one part of the dream, though. But it was to create a platform, for real, with like minds that's why we created the yeah, we show as well too so transitioned a lot and and opened up i guess our idea of what we wanted to do and branched off into more you know we do the sneakers but we also incorporated some consulting um you know branched off into the clothing side of things and and did consulting that way did the fashion shows stuff like that so, like, how what started it though? So, what like were you guys always sneaker heads growing up, or yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, yeah, we were, so, yeah, because yeah, it was a lot easier to get sneakers back in the day because people really weren't sneaker heads, so called. Yeah, the hype it was only wasn't a select there. few, right? But then it turned into hype, and you know, it's all good because it develops the culture and opens a new way of learning how to express yourself through something you love. Yeah. And it was a lot more easier to get different variety of shoes. You know, everybody wasn't just like, oh, I want those Jordan 6 or give me those uh, all white Colombians, you know. It was, plus we didn't have the internet back then, so we only had, you know, East Bay just for feet, just to name a few stores. So it was really, you had to really go to the mall. You had to really be out in the crowd. So you appreciate different people's style and how they wore shoes in general and overall. So now, fast forward to now, we met just to base this off, like Travis said, first, um, we do have a shoe ideal, store ideal that is one part, but it's also transforming to doing fashion shows, doing different consultings, not only on the sneaker or footwear side, but also on the fashion side, just to give us more variety and more versatility. Nowadays, you don't want to really get stuck in one mode or trend of business. So as we've grown as personal, individuals and professionals so has our business and our entrepreneur and just being entrepreneurs just give us a different variety of view how we can look about business overall in general that makes sense that's awesome so like what what um so okay so let's go back to like your dream so you guys were collectors and like a lot of people don't get sneaker culture or are completely unaware of sneaker business or what it is entrepreneurially so um, underground. Yeah, it's yeah. still underground. Like people don't get it. Like I mean, this weekend I'm going to I'm going to be at, you know, Sneaker Savages tables. You guys are you guys going to have a table as well as running the event? No, no not no. not at our own just cuz we have to run around all day. Yeah. yeah. But we're going to see, I mean, the the most annoying part, but the part that I really can't hate on because it's like it's where people get started are the kids lining up with their sneakers on the boxes, going around asking you to trade and you're like you know, no, I don't, I don't want to trade you. However, I get it. Like, I get it because it's like, you know, like, look, like that's all that they have. So what are they going to do? They're going right. to try to trade up. So they might try to trade one pair for two pairs. So they get the two pairs Then they might clean up the pair and then they might try to sell it online or they might do whatever. And it's like, it really is like kind of like 
I mean, it teaches. The funny thing is, it teaches kids how to barter, how to negotiate. It teaches exactly. them how to manage their resources. Exactly. It teaches so much, and it's all from shoes. And right. I remember working in a mall kiosk, not even knowing before, like before I was even involved in sneakers. And this guy had bags of Jordans, and he was telling me how much money he was going to make. And I'm like, this guy's a fucking idiot. Like, what is he talking about? Mm-hmm. Fast forward to the day, and it's like. Jesus Christ, what was wrong with me? Exactly. Like, I was looking from the outside, and I'm like... Because people just looked at sneakers at that time as something that, like, especially Jordans and Iversons, you had Sean Kemp, Shaq's, Justin few People were like, those are too expensive, and why would you need to have the same thing everybody else wants? But now, fast forward to the day, there's different colors, styles, comfort. So it's grown. Now these kids want to be involved in the growth of the culture, so... They want to learn, like you said, marketing. You got to market yourself. You got to learn how to negotiate. You got to know what's a good product and what's not a good product, what's going to sell. So it gives them from middle school to high school a reason to fall in love with something that they already love to do. Yeah. And, and to learn about business. Hey, I, can, I just made a profit off of this. Now, if I can go get like 10 pairs or 20 pairs and find somebody and get a table with, maybe I can make more than just yeah. what I made off the one pair. So. And it's a safe environment. Everybody have fun, and everybody has the same mindset is to come find a dope exclusive pair of kicks yeah, or to win the dope raffle that's coming up. You know, we got a killer raffle coming on Sunday. So so what all, just for people that aren't aware of sneaker shows, so you guys are, you guys are planning this sneaker show. Like, what all goes into planning a sneaker show? Uh, more than people think. Um, I mean, we had to find the right venue you know, make sure that they have the dates open, track down the tables, track down the tablecloths. Uh, I mean, getting tables is probably the hardest thing. Uh, people think that you can throw together a sneaker show and they end up with 10 or 15, 20 tables and, and don't know why. I mean, I think it's a lot of networking, a lot of going to other shows, meeting other, you know, collectors, just being around for a while. You get to know a lot more people that do what you do on the same scale, I guess. And people trust you, like uh, you said. And I think that's what draws a lot of these kids. They see people that have been collecting shoes for 10, 15, 20 years, you know, with 100 pairs in their collection, and they're hoping, you know, just have 10. It's something for them to kind of look forward to and look up to. And it also, they get into a business environment at a very young right. age. Because you think about that bartering trading, maybe that one kid, he gets two pairs. So to him, that's a successful day. So he understands the process of how to sell a shoe, how to pitch it, how to approach somebody the proper way, what is a good customer, what is a bad customer. Understands how to structurally, you know, go about cleaning his shoes or what shoes is actually going to make him money or profit. So plus, it's a good thing to see because it involves different cultures, diversity you know people from all over the state come around so and it spreads something like our organization out more because it's not only we're hitting from both sides we're hitting from the show side and the business side as well so as far as planning what dates going on what events how do we promote it all takes a business plan you gotta write a business plan for it still so you can be structurally sound exactly and you gotta get together the right people to help you actually execute it, you know. So what What did you guys, so this is your second sneaker show? Yeah, this is the second one. Last year's was at the Sheraton Hotel. 
um, downtown Capitol Square. It was a great turnout for a first year. We exceeded everyone's expectations. So we're looking to push it to another level this year, take it up a notch. So what did you guys learn from last year going into this year? Uh, we were pretty organized last year, and, I mean, I, it helped us a lot because we didn't have a lot of time. We did last year's show in three months, uh, but we knew what we had to do one thing after another to get everything going and, and pulled it off. And this year we had, I think, nine months, so it was a little easier, a little more spread out. But you still run into those last-minute things. I mean, uh, our table covers caught on fire over the weekend, <laughs> so we lost all our table covers. How did they? More. How did they catch on fire? Uh, the guy, the person we were renting them from, I guess their their business had a fire over the weekend, and all our tablecloths are gone. Did you so, guys already have like a deposit down on it? Yeah, or? so we went and got the money back today, and oh, uh, man. ordered some new ones. That's but stressful. Stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a lot of stuff you got to deal with. So that's what people don't understand. So people trying to get tables after the cutoff. You know, uh, it's just everybody here waits till the last minute. I mean, we had forty tables over the weekend. So that's it was, crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah so. forty tables over the weekend. So, like, uh, do you think that's kind of like a part of the culture, like in a sense of like sneaker I think culture, it's like part people of Columbus's culture? Yeah, but not really the sneaker culture outside. Yeah, but since it's new to Columbus and it's a new platform, and we're building this and teaching and presenting it to people on a big broader scale, we'll start. It'll start to pick up the pace where people will be like on top of it from day one. But everybody, the word spreads. Everybody gets on top of it when they get ready to. But we're glad to have all the tables and vendors coming out. So for us, we we know we know what the wave is, when's the highs and lows, and when to ride it, and when not to worry or stress out about what vendors are coming in so that's pretty cool so how did you guys go from so what was it so when you guys started because obviously you started with sneakers um so what what was it that kind of made you guys go to fashion like um, I, I mean naturally it does tie in together i mean you want right. to match up your outfit with your shoes right. and i get that but like yeah. what, what was kind of like well, the older we got, the more we wanted to learn about the business of fashion. Instead of being like a consumer, we wanted to be a merchandiser, a retailer, you know, a manufacturer of goods. So our mindset changed. So we could say we still can develop a platform for the sneakers, but let's get in something that's going to be more appealing to the age range uh, that we're in and older and do the same thing, but do it with like. Uh, dress shoes, Balenciagas, you know, casual wear, have fashion shows to show local Columbus fashion and present our style and fashion and what we believe uh, fashion is and what we see around Columbus. Yeah, so your last, you guys just had a fashion show. Um, were you a part of it? Like how much, how much, how much were you guys a part of the fashion show that just went on at like the, the Fashion LC? Meets Music Festival? Yeah. They brought us in late. Um, we just we have been talking to them for a while. And they wanted to do everything on their own, and, you know, we didn't want to jump in the middle of anything, but they came to us with, what, three weeks left? Correct. Th approximately three weeks left. And told us they had no liquor sponsors, didn't have the fashion shows set up. They needed local fashion shows, so they have any, the yeah. local boutiques and most of Yeah, the they needed people it, so. involved to provide the clothes, the shoes. They needed someone to fund them sponsorships, you know, so we kind of just stepped in with probably two or three weeks left and just did what we could 
got them sponsorships, you know, helped set up some of the fashion shows, get some other people on board. Um, so we weren't as involved as we would have liked to have been just because we could have done a lot more for them. Uh, I don't think they had the best turnout. I don't think that they, you know, incorporated the fashion and the music together the way that they should have. And they realized all that, you know, and they asked us to be a bigger part of it next year. Well, that's cool. Definitely. See you next year, yeah. Yeah, but we started uh, two years ago with our first fashion show called Models, Martinis, and Movies on the Mile downtown on the Scioto Mile. And that's how we presented it. And then we did Fashion Rocks Columbus with the Floor Walkers the f- following year. So we've been actually building towards being involved with bigger things or doing bigger events ourselves. We each have a different individual style, as you can see. So Yeah. I mean, that just came about as an ideal just for, like, any other business. You want to grow and keep growing. Absolutely. And, and keep current with current trends, you know, new clientele, new consumers who are younger than you, you know. Um, so that's what we added on fashion because we all have a different flavor and we can all always cross. I call it cross fashion, something that... You know, you can add on a piece to attract someone in a different, say, different culture. Maybe I dress more like kind of edgy that someone in, who listens to punk rock or yeah or, or indie <laughs> indie may uh, talk with your other hand, Rocky, not the mic one. I mean, it was sounding okay, but. And I just saw, you know, it was going around, and luckily your brother stepped in and was like, yeah. bro, you got to use the mic. I'm just Thought teasing you, bro. I was a bad one on here. No, yeah. you're good. You're, you're perfect. Good. You're good. It's Rocky. It's all Rocky, you know, him and his edgy Rocky. style. His edgy style just talks with the mic in talks his hands. Talks with his hands. Talks with his That's cool. I talk with my hands. Yeah. But keep going. So anyways. So, so, so it's overall, because Columbus is more diverse than just the Arena District and the Short North. Yeah. There's a lot of different people, you know, and... With us being the third largest design capital in the United States, we have to showcase that more. We have to showcase different scenes, different cultures, different styles. So that's where Fresh Show is really taking more of the global approach, more of the diverse approach with fashion. And we like to get involved with different scenes, different types of music, different types of people, just to showcase that. So how important do you think it is, like, I guess, entrepreneur? Like to kind of switch gears, just something you said made me think of it. Like, how important do you think it is as an entrepreneur to really kind of embrace your local resources or embrace, like, and I, because I, sometimes I feel like I've had somebody say this to me before, like, our city kind of struggles to have an identity. Because, because our city, it's, it's like this sometimes our city lets outside influencers dictate who Columbus should be instead of Columbus just coming together and being what Columbus is. Yeah. That's why a lot of areas don't really bud and gel and have a lasting, like, really, we should have more than the Arena District and the Short North. Yeah. But it's so cliche is because it's almost like high school-ish because if the certain people are not there, if there's a certain amount of promoters who have supposedly of all the followers or the ear of Columbus, if they're not there, then that's not a good event. And a lot of people need to step forth and say, hey, let's just go have a good time instead of want to be seen. Yeah. And maybe that's with somebody different because me and you may be different than the people, even though we enjoy going to Arena District, maybe we can start our own Arena District or our own area that can support like-minded individuals, businesses Yeah. that can be exact same thing in the shore north 
Yeah, I, I think, and that's kind of like how the short north started. Like, that's how, um, I'll give you some more slack there, Jonte. It's kind of, there you go, buddy. Um, that's how the short north started, though, because I remember when we were growing up, the short north and the arena district weren't, I mean, they were kind of dumps, and yeah, quite honestly. Terrible and then, trash. And then, like, gentrification happened, and now it's kind of like Old Town East is kind of starting to build up and kind of be the next thing. Um, I think the more Columbus grows and the more people that are willing to step outside of the norm and, like he said, speak up or create something that you can't deny, mm -hmm. and we'll have more areas like that. We'll see more growth, and we got to come together as a whole and figure out what our own identity is because sometimes I feel like we don't even know what our own identity is. People say we're a college town, but we say we're not a town. We're a city. Yeah. So we got to figure out what we what we're gonna call ourselves and and but the more I feel like entrepreneurs, big companies come here, more people from here make it in different things from fashion, sports, building businesses, even and, and even more, food though too. Like yeah. we have a really we have a really good like locally sourced restaurants. Like we have a lot of like sorry to interrupt you, but we have a lot of stuff going on, and we don't really. Like people like to shit on Ohio all the time, and it kind of like it bugs me. Like, look, like well, a lot of people have never been here. This is no, the substance. Yeah. They think it's nothing but flat land and cornfields everywhere. Or they think that we're all like Cincinnati, Toledo, Dayton, and Cleveland, and Columbus is completely different. I mean, Columbus total, total opposite of everywhere else. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a safe place to live. We don't really have real hoods in Columbus. Well, there's probably some sketchy areas that I wouldn't want to go, but <laughs> but compared to like Toledo Tri or tribes there all the time. Cleveland, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I understand. Columbus yeah, I is more, if more of a utopia in the middle of Ohio, for real. It's yeah. like everywhere, it represents every city in Ohio, but at the same time, you know, we do have our crime. We are a big city. There's a lot of stuff, but I feel like if Columbus is going to take that right group of people, and I think there's a lot of, entrepreneurs that just need to come together for Columbus to really be on the map as a major city. Because I think once we're on a more national and international scene as far as a major city, people will start pouring into the city and building and growing different other people will get supporting different crowds. Yeah. Because they'll want to be it. Because we got a lot of great stories. It's just too many riffraff. Yeah. Clogging those people from coming in. Yeah, I think people in general just need to, you know, just work on... I mean, like, obviously you guys coming up, becoming entrepreneurs, being young, there's some friendships you just got to tap out on. Like, there's people in your life that are going to hold you back. There's nothing wrong with them. Like, there's plenty of people that I love dearly, but, like, at the same time, like, look, they don't... They're not really helping me with what I have going on. Like, they don't understand what I'm doing. They don't understand, well, why don't you have a good job? Why don't you just go home and... Why don't you just go to the bar with me, or why don't you just do this? And it's like there's not enough time. Like yeah. I'm, you you got to be willing to make the sacrifice. And if it comes down to your friendship, or you making your dreams come true, or whatever it may be, you got to be willing to sacrifice and let that person know, or whatever it is. Like I can all, we can always be friends, for example, but I have to go and chase my dreams and make my dreams become reality. And if the office job is what you love to do, that's what you love to do. But, hey, I love traveling, being on planes. I loved the grind of it, you know, of making everything happen because it's a daily challenge. So, you know, you can never downplay what anybody else ever does, but you always got to make sure you position yourself to move forward in personal and business every day. 
Absolutely. Um, do you guys want to go? I can edit this part out. How long do you guys want to record for? I know you guys are busy. You just want to do a half hour? Or has you having fun? How long has it been? We're at like 22 minutes. Half hour is cool. Uh, yeah, you guys are looking at... Travis over here starting to get uncomfortable. No. The phone's buzzing. <laughs> the yeah, phones are I'm buzzing. To, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I just know you guys off. are you guys are ready to start. Like, we got, me. We got to start me. figuring out what we're going to do about oh, these I'm tables. ready to cut these tables off. <laughs> That's funny, man. Um, Okay, so trying to get focused. I told like, you. I told you. Yeah, you should happen. really get a case and some insurance. <laughs> I got some insurance. All right, cool. You only get two deductibles a year usually. I haven't used one yet. Nice. Yeah, Proud of you. So I'm waiting for the other one to come out. <laughs> that has open enrollment right now yeah. at Verizon. If you want to get, I don't know if you have Verizon. No, I have T-Mobile. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Shout out to the uh, Note Edge coming out in two weeks. <laughs> Absolutely. So what do you? How do you guys? Um, so let's talk about social networking real quick, and then we can kind of wrap it up. Like, how big is social networking and entrepreneurship, especially the sneaker game? It's everything. I mean, you you meet different people uh, from from connections to to people that can help you out with shoes or clothes or whatever. You know, you meet other entrepreneurs that you give me shoes, I'll help you with this type thing, and then your customer base expands. You know, more than it ever would. You kind of have to be on social media these days to exist. Uh, Instagram is huge for shoes. Um, I mean, there's there's shoe pages, there's uh, shoe sale pages, everything. Uh, without social networking, I don't think it would be anything like it is. How do you think your you guys as entrepreneurs would be without social networking? I mean, Sneaker Freaks is 100, well, I would say 90% on Instagram. I mean, we have a Twitter, but we don't have a ton of followers we update it all day every day but instagram you know we have four or five thousand followers now and and they're all keeping up to date with our page you know even while we're not doing a show our, our facebook is growing yeah each and every day it's almost like the instagram followers is like oh yeah i got a facebook so let me join sneaker freaks which uh which by the way shout out to everybody that's involved uh we got J work limited DJ uh, D book, we got Super Chefs, we got Power 107.5, we have C and D, Community ha- for New Direction. We also have who else? Fresh uh, Soul, Fresh Soul, Karma Loop, DJ S- Dami Styles, City Gear, and one more I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Did you forget anybody? You're, no. no, we're good. This dude's Man. dying over here. Well, the, those are the sponsors of this Sunday's event, you know, coming out. We're going to have it live on 107.5 during the actual sneaker show. So, you know, you can catch up and keep with us all day. But like you said, they, the social media, especially for the sneaker freaks and sneaker game, Instagram is really the largest one. That's the most influential. That's pretty awesome. Well, guys, thanks for uh, taking time out of your busy schedules to sit down with me and um, talk about what it, your guys' business and, um, you know. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. not a problem, guys. No problem. You I guys want to give a quick shout-out, though. Shout-out whoever you want, man. Follow you us time. also at Top Shelf Shop on IG for exclusive footwear. Yeah. 
See, we we utilize social networking. Absolutely. And you can throw on Tumblr, follow us at freshsoulfly.tumblr.com. So, you know, those are our fre- the Tumblrs are more of our fashion forward blog. IGs are uh sell shop, uh top shelf shop on Instagram. So, we have multiple uses. I just want to make sure I get that out there. So, if you're not really into sneakers, you like more of the high-end stuff, you can also get a hold of us too the same way. Awesome. Well, all right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in and uh, come out to the Ohio Expo Center this weekend and support. Um, I'll be there. These guys will be here. They'll be super busy, so you probably can't talk to them, out of all honesty. We'll say what's up. <laughs> we'll say what's we'll up. Say what's we're, up. Always, we're always Shout out to, to Travis. <laughs> Shout out to T-Raw, ROC. City of the state and the whole Midwest. Blessed with talent, but there ain't never enough. Sacrifices must be made, so sleep, I'm giving up. Sleep, I'm giving up. Sacrifices must be made, so sleep, I'm giving up. Sleep, I'm giving up. Sacrifices must be made, so sleep, I'm giving up. When you gotta go and get it, otherwise you don't eat. You can't be bothered with things like sleep. Let the competition count things like sheep. Be the big bad wolf to these little bo beef. An urban legend, that's of a nightmare. So snooze and rivals. Better beware, cause not only in your dreams. But also when awake, you'll find that the case Why you in bed, safe and sound I'm out here in the trenches, steady gaining ground They should've cut me off, but not another got a taste Ain't no way on earth, I'ma let it go to waste Sleep's a luxury I can't afford Like being lazy or getting bored Time is money, I can't waste a dime If you snooze, you lose, I keep that in mind Sleep's a luxury I can't afford Like being lazy or getting bored Time is money, I can't waste a dime If you snooze, you lose, I keep that in mind I keep that in mind And you know It's Tino Yeah Alright, what's next?